dear MSPA members and friends, welcome to another season of our MSPA podcast. With uh, challenging times ahead, we will try to navigate through the uncertain times and offer thoughts and practices to meet uh, with those challenges. And uh, who else could be a better start for this season than our keynote speaker at this year's conference in Varna, Mr. Cyril Kortlevin. For more than 20 years, Cyril has been collaborating with organizations like IKEA, Nike and NASA to boost their change mindset. He has already delivered presentations in 35 countries. He has helped us to make things a bit more simple. So welcome, Cyril. Hello, good day. Very nice to uh, be here on the podcast with you. Very nice to have you here. Please tell us about you. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, so maybe what's nice to know, I, uh, I studied economics, but at that moment I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And then I followed the training in, in creative thinking, and that really opened up my mind. And since then, that's already 20 years ago, I've been working in the domain of, of creativity, first as a trainer, then more facilitating brainstorming sessions, and the last year uh, mainly doing uh, speeches. And I, I still love it, even after 20 years. So I think I found my passion. <laughs> It's very nice to find your passion for everyone, you know. Yes. So... Me personally, I was very impressed by the content, the structure, your delivery, of course, uh, at your keynote. And congratulations for that. How was your experience as a speaker? Yeah, thank you. It was, it was very nice. It was also very special for me because that was my uh, first international event again after two and a half years. So all my okay. presentations were uh, also online. So it was very nice to have a large enthusiastic group of people coming from all over the world. That was one of the things yeah. that, I, that I really liked. People were coming from all regions. Um, yeah, great experience. The, the nice thing was that, that the, the world of mystery shoppers is also quite new to me. So I also learned a lot. I, I think I've been to all, uh, all <laughs> the plenary sessions. I follow them. Uh, and it also gave me a lot of inspiration. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. And what about Varna? How did you oh. like Varna? It was also the first time uh, going to that country. We didn't really have the time to visit, of course, the, the whole yeah, country. Yeah. But the place was very nice. And, and yeah. what I liked is also what, what MSBA did, you know, with some local dancers. And so we really got a good feeling. And we went to the to the monastery. A good feeling yeah. of of the history of the country. So uh, yeah, beautiful, nice. Yeah, I think it was the place was uh, fantastic. And as you said, the final event was great, very really well good. organized. Cyril, how did you come up with the change mindset thing? I mean, are there any specific experience that led you to that? Yeah, yeah. One of the things, so I would say, a first step was was with with the creativity. So I studied economics. I didn't really have had a clue what I want to do, but after the training, I suddenly the big insight that came to me from creativity is that you always have an alternative. So I didn't know it as as an economist. I learned one plus one is two, you know, and that's the only mm. solution. But that's only in mathematics, you know. If yeah. you if you put that equation one plus one in a totally different area, it could be three, you know, or it could be or eleven. 
Yeah, yeah, or 11 indeed, if you put them next to each other. Or sometimes they use the example, if you have one entrepreneur and one good idea, yeah, that can lead to, to millions of euros, you know, depending yeah. on how we look at it. And one of the things that I learned and that really inspired me was by, yeah, just knowing that there is almost for everything, there is an alternative route. And maybe it costs money, maybe it costs time, maybe you have to put a lot of effort in there. But just knowing the fact that, you know, the things that you're doing, and if you get stuck, that you can always find a different solution. So that really inspired me to explore the topic of, of creativity a bit more. And then a few years ago, I made the switch from more creativity to what I call the change mindset. That was another thing that I learned because I've, I've been working with a lot of organizations and a lot of times we're talking about the structure of the organization and how we should work. And of course, that is very important. But what I learned that it always starts with the mindset of people. You know, if somebody is not open for change, you could do whatever you want, but that person won't change. You know, you have to, you have to influence that person. You have to uh, motivate and, and preferably if it can be intrinsic, you know, that the person yeah. really wants, then something happens. So from that moment, I focus a bit more on the mindset and we as human beings, yeah, uh, Tanasis, we can, we can do amazing things. You know, sometimes we, yeah. we, we keep ourselves quite small, but if we really want to do something, it is possible. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree 100% with you. Although you said some, let's call it experiment with a banana in your... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, some of the things that you noted there, it, it expressed me a lot. I saw many th things that, you know, matched with what's going on. So, yeah, if somehow, th although you said that you are working with the organization, but, you know, it's how things are in uh, many big organizations. I'm yeah. not sure what force it takes in order for change to ha to really happen to those organizations. Because to tell you the truth, I've seen a lot of organizations trying to change, but many times it only stays on paper. Yes, yeah. And uh, since I'm uh, supporting bottom-up uh, ac actions, let's say, then top-down, and usually top-down is what stays on paper, but yes. I don't see organizations really support bottom-up actions to really facilitate, let's say, change. What do you think? Yeah, it's true. I totally agree. I think we, sometimes what we do as human beings, and certainly in, in business, we make things quite complex. You know, and we create all kinds of rules and procedures. Rules, and, and yeah. Yeah, and the more we build them, the harder it is to, to get rid of them. And that's one of the reasons, you know, if change is happening, a lot of times it's really hard because you have to change so many things, you know, maybe you want to go in a certain direction, but you have to take into account all the different departments and, and what's happening. But maybe one thing, what I also shared in Varna, what, what, what might help and what could be a good reminder, is what I call a nano action. And then people ask, hey, what's a nano yeah. action? And a nano action is you can only spend one hour and you have 10 euros or whatever currency you have with a small amount. What could be the first step that you can take? And what I've noticed is that this helps a little bit to get movement, to make sure that yeah. something is happening. If you take a lot of those small steps, 
people will look at you and say, hey, wait a minute, something is happening. And it's not only happening on paper, because that's indeed the danger. We talk a lot about ideas, we make uh, business plans, we have meetings, but nothing really happens. Yeah. So, yeah, if we can bring it really into action, I think that would be a good thing. As well from, from bottom up, but also the other way around. How can we make some very small steps? Is it easy? No, but I think it's a better start than only yeah, do the planning and paper. Uh. Yeah, that's really clever. I, I support that. You met a lot of people of our industry in Varna. What is your impression in general of our industry and where do you see change that should happen? Yeah, um, so for me it was indeed an, an quite a new industry. I always had heard of it, but I didn't know how yeah. most companies were working. So that was already very interesting for me because I, I didn't know that it went, you know, the clients that you're working with are so broad, you know, the old mystery shoppers are working, I was thinking it's mainly for retail, no, it's it's mm. it's in all industries uh, where you can use it, so this is maybe also a thing that could be very interesting also for, you know, the organizations, is what can we learn from each other, because we're working in so many different industries, Probably a lot of challenges that we have, you know, maybe there is, is a mystery shopping organization mainly working for the pharmaceutical sector. Hey, what can you learn from from doing mystery shopping in, in the nonprofit? Or because they use yeah. different methods, they use different ways to get information to attract uh, the mystery shoppers. And I guess those are the challenges probably for most organizations finding you know good people who can do the mystery shopping getting the yeah. clients because that was one of the things that I that I really liked and to be honest I haven't seen it because I go to a lot of association meetings mm -hmm. but I haven't seen it in other conferences that you also had talks about um, the return on investment you yeah. know what are we giving back and making it very clear also for your clients what are the values of, of doing mystery shopping i was like wow that's that's quite clever if if you know also for me if i can say if i deliver a speech you will get this kind of return it, it can it can save so much money yeah, yeah it would be a lot easier also for me to to sell it to to a client and it's it's not an easy task to do it but you can imagine you have enough case studies where where this works so i think learning from each other is a big thing uh, and that's I think a reason why MSPA is, is also really interesting because that's an open place I know you are competitors but it is an open safe place where you can share these kind of things yeah and uh, especially the conference is a place where uh, the competition seems a little smaller I mean you don't care about this when you go to the conference so it's easier to exchange uh, views and uh, yeah. practice and all that yeah cool so in general with the organizations that you have worked have you identified or seen a, a, an area that you repeatedly see that organizations don't focus for change and they should focus? Yeah, I think one of the things we already touched upon it a little bit is indeed 
go faster into actions, you know, yeah, what yeah. I call the nano action. Because what I've noticed is if you can make the change already visible from the beginning, things will happen more. If it is only on paper, nobody cares, you know, because it's one of the 20 to-dos that you have to do. But if you can make it a little bit more visible, hey, this is what we're doing, that's, that's absolutely one thing. And one pattern that I see all everywhere is what I call, uh, if somebody comes up with a new idea, the idea killers. You know, the expressions yeah. like, yes, idea killers. Yes, we, we've already done it. Yes, but we don't have any budget. Yeah. Yes, but we don't have time. Nobody has time. Nobody has unlimited resources. But if we use those as excuses, and I see it in a lot of organizations, yeah, but we don't have time for a brainstorming session. You don't need a whole day. You need, you need five minutes. You know, take the last five minutes of your meeting and just brainstorm a little bit on, on a certain ID, and it will already help you. So that's also one of my yeah, sometimes frustrations when I see that people say, yeah, but we don't have time. There is already so much change. Everybody is tired of change, and I understand it. You know, I understand it because what we try to do are always the big projects, and I think the real change happens that's very small, that somebody who's thinking, hey, I have an ID, I'm going to have a chat with my, with my colleague, that's already changed, you know, then you're already doing something. So I have a feeling that we always try to make into a big project, the whole organization need to change. No, start small, you know, start with two people uh, and see what happens because that's yeah, the best catalyst for, for other organizations and departments to say, hey, wait a minute, what's happening there? So, yeah, make it small and maybe kill the ID killers, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and also, how do you feel about the pandemic, uh, the pandemic accelerating change for many organizations? Yes. You know, they yes. saw how change can happen without even... Uh, Absolutely. They found time, they found uh, everything. Yeah, and it is for me, I sometimes also use it as... Um, as an example in my presentations, because I've been talking to a lot of companies, you know, also before comp uh, the pandemic, and people said, yes, but uh, we don't have the budgets, you know, to uh, make everything more digital, and or people, they don't understand it, you know, they only use the physical meetings. But then, indeed, the pandemic started, and yeah, how long did it take? A week? And I guess most organizations all over the world they were working in a digital way. And, and the people who could work from home, they were working from home. So for me, it is also an example, you know, next to all the negative aspects, eh, of course, from the whole pandemic. But for me, it also had positive effects. So you say, hey, wait a minute, it is possible. You know? So if you really yeah. want all those things that we said, it is impossible, in a week it was possible. So you know, we human beings, we can we can do and change big time if it is necessary. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But many organizations are trying to force back the change that happened during the, those couple of years, right? Yeah, it's true, but I'm not sure. It, it won't go back to the same thing. And I, and I understand. Yeah, that they was, yeah, probably employees have also understood how different things are. Yes. So, yeah. 
And that is also one of the reasons, I guess, at this moment you have everybody is looking for people, but a lot of employees have said, hey, wait a minute. Now I've seen that that the world can change quickly. What do I really want to do with my, my life? And I understand, yeah, exactly. you know, at this moment it's, yeah. it's not a nice situation, but I'm quite sure if, if an organization can offer, you know, and show that it is willing to really create a nice working environment, people will come back, you know, it will, it will yeah, exactly. take a bit of time. Yeah, if, they, if organizations don't solve, because many already do that, that they just want to control people. Yes. To see, the manager has to see yes. the people in the office yes. and what they are working on. So, yeah. They have to find different ways of doing that. Yeah, right? and it is, it is more about trust, you know, because that's something what happened also during the pandemic. We had to trust our employees because you have no clue. You know, they're working from home. What are they doing? But if you look at a lot of scientific studies, it showed that, that even productivity, not in exactly. every industry, but a lot of it even went up. And they say, huh? you know, people are working from home. Yeah. Nobody's controlling them. And yeah. And maybe they only worked five hours instead of their eight hours, but apparently they did it in the times that worked for them and they were more motivated. Yeah. And, uh, uh. and they, there was, you know, a boost on um, work-life uh, balance for uh, employees. And uh, since employees and people could see that they could uh, have a better work-life balance, yes. they would be more efficient and more productive even in less working hours. So yeah. yeah, it worked. It works yeah. for many, as you said, not for all. It depends on the approach that each company yeah. and organization had uh, with this uh, thing. Yeah. So you are also an author of a fantastic book called Change Mindset, Survival Kit for Professionals in Change. It's nothing like I've seen recently, very easy to digest and with uh, excellent artwork and structure. Please tell us about that. Uh, yes, so I call it, um, I don't call it a book, I call it a bookazine. It's a book with it the of, of a magazine, you know, so not only words, what they try to do is also make it visually a bit more attractive. And what you will mm -hmm. see, because, you know, okay, I, I am an author, I've already written a few books, but I always write very short pieces because... I think it's indeed, like you said, it's easy to digest. Uh, you can just open the book and, and flicker through it. So, yeah, if, if people are interested, you can have a look at my website. You can find it. Or if you look for the Change Mindset book, you can also find more uh, more information about it. With, you know, the, the topics that I also share in my in my keynote. Yeah. That's uh, that's great. Thank you for that. Okay. So yeah, but I would say thank you very much for being here with us. Yeah. And it was great to hear all that one more time. Perfect. I would say go for the yes and act. You know, suspend your judgment. Yeah. Look from different perspectives and just try some things. You know, get into action. And uh, yeah, I wish you all the best. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. So this was our episode for today. Thanks for listening and, of course, best wishes to everyone for the challenging final quarter of the year.